Welcome to today's episode of CLCI Live, brought to you by the award-winning and ICF-accredited school, Certified Life Coach Institute. Sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode. Hi, everybody. Hello. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. That was easy. Hello. Welcome to CLCI Live. That's what this is. That's what this, this the shenanigans we have going on here right now is what we call CLCI Live. Uh, we do this every week at 4 p.m. and we have various topics. But before we get started, let's. Uh, I want to invite, encourage, ask, um, beg, plead. Um, request that uh, those of you guys watching, please participate in this conversation, leave comments, tell us what your thoughts are. We really want to hear from you as we do this. Um, that's why we do this live, so that we can hear from you. So please, please, please join in the combo. So um, that's all for me. Who wants to introduce our topic? We're talking about stress. We're talking about, you can see Fry in the background. He's stressed and going crazy. Um, was it just stress or stress like in regards to how to how do clients deal with stress? How do I coaches think, deal with stress? I think stress is just this inevitable part of life that we all deal with. And I think that we're going to talk a little bit about mindset and stress as well. Mindset and stress. Okay. Uh, how it coaching. You know, we'll, we'll talk about it generally and then we'll bring it back to the coaching realm at some point. Like okay. Do, I think this I will think be somewhat eventually we'll make it relevant to our coaches who watch I mean I think it's all relevant because life is relevant to coaches and we all live it so <laughs> um so Hello, stress let's talk about, I have a question let's just I'm gonna question how do you guys first wait well I'm gonna ask the same one as the woman asked how much have you guys experienced stress over the last month a little bit experienced it like how much? Yeah, how much stress have you had over the course of the last month? Let's say how much? How do I even quantify that? I've experienced twenty yeah. stress. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know how to answer. I mean, yes, have I experienced stress? Okay. Well, have you felt stressed at yeah. all? Sure. Okay. Is there anybody here that's now not felt stressed one bit this past month? Yeah, good. Okay. Good. Like, give me your. Jen? Oh, I don't think that's true because there's been a few times that we've had some. I think I think we just had a student that caused Jen some stress. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but those moments, it's not a long term. You know, as long as it's a, a moment, I can handle it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's normal. <laughs> I mean, it's like the whole month I've been just cruising. Okay. So okay. I guess define what you mean, which kind of stress? Is it stress we can manage or stress we can't manage that you're asking about? Well, why don't I, I'm going to ask you guys, what is stress for you? Well, I, I tend to differentiate stress between acute and chronic stress where it's like acute stress is like there's things that are stressful. Like there's an event, like if a loved one dies or you lose your job. That's probably an acute moment of stress, whereas chronic stress is just like, it's everything. It's like sort of saturated your lifestyle to be like stressed. It's acute. It's adorable. Like I'm gonna, I no. wanna... You're stressing me out right now with your skinny <laughs> comments. Um, that's usually how I tend to differentiate stresses. You got either 
one-off events that maybe you can or can't prevent, but they're like clearly identifiable events or just lifestyle, like general lifestyle is stressing people out. That's usually how I differentiate the two. So there's like chronic everyday little stresses and then you can have like a peak stress yeah. for you. Um, Lisa, what is stress for you? Um, well, I mean, goal tasks tend to be stressful, but not in a bad way. Um, conflict typically for me is not, that is a high, that is a stressor for me. That's not healthy. Um, uh, but in general, the little day-to-day -day tasks can be stressful. Exams can be stressful, but the, like I have a little test kind of thing that I have to I put off um, just because I don't want to stress. So I have to, I set myself up to be in that space of where, if you will, stress works for me, not against. Otherwise, I won't be able to think uh, appropriately with the stress that prevents me from continuing, if that makes sense. Um, so, so what you're saying, well, I heard you say that you have a delineation between healthy and unhealthy stress, um, for you, 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 there's healthy stress and unhealthy stress. And so when you're approaching healthy stress, you'll, you'll sort of create time for healthy stresses. Um, yeah. and, and then, uh, for unhealthy stresses, that's, well, I mean, that's a whole other bag that we should probably talk about in a little bit, but we'll leave it where it is for now. <laughs> um, but relationship, uh, and turmoil within relationships, uh, can cause unhealthy stress for you. Is that yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. Um, before we jump into that, I want to say hi to Meg Poppert. And I want, she said, stress to me is a compounding feeling of overwhelm that grows with each task I need to complete. The more thinly stretched, stretched, stretched I feel, the more stress intensifies for me. Yeah. Um, I think that that is definitely an L, one element of, of stress for sure. When when we're talking about stress that is brought on for, I mean, maybe when I talk about what my stress might be to me, it's a whole other thing. But um, when stress is brought on by tasks and time management, that's a that's a whole other thing, uh, which can cause a tremendous amount of stress. Um, we have a big task that we're all working on, but it doesn't seem to me, it seems like it's being managed. Well, I think it's been broken up yet. Say hi to danger, everybody into a little bit. <laughs> and um, uh, that's the nice thing is we've tasked it out and we're, we're breaking it down into bite-sized pieces where we can solve it. And we're also not, we haven't put it off to the last possible minute, which helps too. <laughs> um, yeah. Now I think about it, like, it's like, I'm constantly like, Oh God, what is this thing doing? It's like, oh, it's not like do for a while. So well, we're probably that's ahead of the curve. That's what makes me feel better about this big project. But at the same time, I'm like, we got to get this done now. Um, Jerome, what is stress to you? Um, I think a huge component of stress for me is community. The people that I keep around me. Um, I've been in environments uh, where people are, the smallest things will set them off. And that inherently is going to set me off at the same time. I'll start stressing just because, you know, I guess you can call myself uh, someone who kind of is, what is, why am I, why is that slipping my mind? An empath. Yes, yeah. an empath. There you go. I'm um, being empathetic. It, it's very easy for me to kind of attach to someone else's feelings and then 
kind of take them as my own. So for me, a big component of stress is my environment and who I keep myself around. Because I feel like if you disassociate from that environment and you give yourself a second to really think about the scenario, what's happening, um, there's a very strong chance that you can go ahead and calm yourself to the point where you're not necessarily in stress mode, I guess, is, is what I'll go ahead and qualify it as. Um, Jen, what is stress to you? And I, I didn't reflect back what you said, Jerome. And I should have done that. And I'm rude. So oh, Jerome, you said you essentially said that stress to you is, is um, uh, when you're in. I mean, it's essentially could be interactions with people, and it can be mm -hmm. the emotions of others, and being uh, around other people who are causing stress can very much make you uh, yeah. take on that emotion and stress too for yourself. Yeah. yeah, that'll be usually when I'm most stressed is around other stressed people. Uh, typically, I think by myself, I can manage my stress pretty well. Um, but especially if it's, you know, people that you care about and you see that they're stressing out, you want to sometimes help in a manner that you just cannot, unfortunately, um, which compounds that stress. And it's just, it snowballs. Okay. It's being around other people who are stressing stresses me out. Jen. Oh, no. Are you so okay? stressed to me is. Am I? I think you're good. <laughs> you're good. She's just major chilled. I'm always kind of paranoid that it's. <laughs> I'm always paranoid just... because when I'm making like a very weird. <laughs> Face. Yeah. Uh, so. I guess so stress to me is when I feel, um, wait, am I, am I froze again? You're good. You're good. Am I delayed? Talking. Just keep talking. I feel like, okay. So, so stress to me is, is I feel it take over my body and I start to feel like I can't regulate my calm. I can't get back to neutral. Oh, we have another cat on the show tonight. Yeah, she's disappeared into the um, The most stressed time, the most stressed time that I, everyone is freezing. I, I hope this is okay. okay. We can hear you. We can hear you, yeah. I'm just going to wait. Okay. Okay. Um, the most stressed time was, was right before my wedding, having to make all these decisions. For some reason, like rapid decision making stressed me out in a way that I, I will never forget. Like I, I physically because I was just like, at one point I was like, I don't even care. Somebody make like, I can't keep doing it. So this taking about time process, that stresses me out. Mm -hmm. It's um, a connection issues. Boo! <laughs> uh, so um, everybody is shared, but you notice everybody had a little bit of different interpretation of what stress. I mean, I think we're talking, we talked a little bit about what causes stress and a little bit about what stress is. We, there's a little bit of both in there. Jen touched on it being mm -hmm. physical reaction that we get, like you feel it. Um, I definitely can feel my stress at times. Um, uh, for my physical symptoms is sometimes my neck will feel like it's like 
strained or pulling. <laughs> um, my heart will race sometimes. My brain will race at times, depending on, um, and I can actually go into panic states almost. But then at the other times, I can sort of find a very good, comfortable pocket in the middle of chaos uh, as well. I do both things. But um, mm -hmm. um, I would say I'm a similar to Jerome in the sense that, like, uh, it's not so much for me that I take on the emotions of others, but my, I very much value my relationships with other people. So what can cause me a tremendous amount of stress is if I am worried that relationship, those relationships, those kind of things, if they are in a place where they're, they're gonna, I'm gonna break or there's gonna be turmoil, there's gonna be something because I, they're very, people in my life are very important to me. And I, I would rather just be in like a cool, calm and collected place for them. Like I don't take on their stress, um, but I just want to make sure that I don't know. All my everybody's in their place, doing their thing, and everything's okay. <laughs> like you know what I mean. We don't have to talk that often, and you know, or whatever. But but I just want to make sure all is well in those spaces, and and that they're there, and I can tap into them. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so that that's a big would be like a big stress causer for me is the loss of, of people in my life um, uh, and, and their safety and health. Um, we, so, so all in all though, uh, we've talked about different kinds of stress. Lisa talked about some good, she set the time side time for good stress. So one of the things we watched that I thought was so cool was this concept that stress kind of has a bad name. Like what have you guys, I mean, for me, I've always been told stress is just going to make me fatter. Um, it's going to make me age quicker and um, it's going to, it's going to essentially make me more miserable right <laughs> like there's this this is not a good thing i need to just find a way to feel like it's okay um but then when you redefine it and sort of think of it well you get stressed before you like there's an anxiousness is stress and and i've um learned to utilize that in other ways and not be anxious about my anxiety um, <laughs> um and i think that was a really cool thing that they tapped into is is not to be anxious about your stress what do you i mean what have you guys been told about stress uh, your whole lives, essentially? What do you I mean that it's good or bad or otherwise? Generally bad. Um, I've been being told by healthcare professionals that if I don't reduce my stress, my heart will explode or my eyeballs will pop out of my head because my blood pressures get so high when I'm stressed out. Has a doctor actually told you your eyeballs are going to pop out of your head? <laughs> like, I'm paraphrasing the medical jargon but that's pretty much what he said was your eyeballs will fall out of your head and your heart will explode did you is your doctor in toontown is that what's going on? um i might have recently watched who framed roger rabbit so that's how i'm paraphrasing things but that's essentially what it, what it is but gen yes generally bad stress is bad um, well, so how does stress come into play, um, for our clients? Oh, in a variety of ways, just like we each had a different little nuanced perspective in this little chat we've got going on. They are in the same place in that each one's got a little bit different. Some of them know how to utilize stress. To, to their advantage um, versus their disadvantage, which is what 
Anthony was kind of to me. If it affects your health, then that to me is a disadvantage. I'm I'm not even sure that if a client didn't feel stressed, then they would pursue coaching. Like I can't yeah. imagine a scenario where if stress is not involved in, you know, a person's life, then they're like, oh, coaching. I should still do coaching um, if there's no stress. Like I I don't. I can't think of an example, at least in my experience with coaching, which is limited. It's very limited. But most of my clients, there's stress involved, whether it's the good kind of stress where they're motivated to get their goals going, but there's a crunch involved and they're stressed for some, you know, whatever factors or whatever it is they're trying to coach. They're trying to solve the stress that is coming from different things. Maybe it's that I need, maybe I am like, um, you know, I'm a trust fund kid and I've got Mm -hmm. my whole day, which is just. I've been, I've just, you know, I'm whatever. And I gotta, I gotta do something with my life. I'm not stressed about it, but. <laughs> um, no, you're going to do something. <laughs> I'm doing hasty generalization here. The surfer dude who hangs out at the beach all day and they have that. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> or do <Well>. that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I've, yet, I've yet to encounter that person. I'll just say that. Yeah, it seems Not like that's something that can't exist, but I've yet to see that in real life. So stress is inescapable, right? Yeah. Is that fair to say that stress is just that is a part of life? That is a part of life. Um, but yes, but sometimes you guys hear me okay? Mm-hmm. I have to be on a delay. I'll talk and then it'll be like five seconds later. <laughs> oh, it is a delay. I notice yeah. that clients. Sometimes I notice clients actually are creators of their own stress. And sometimes the coaching process will reveal that to them and they will leave having relieved themselves of stress that they created. And that's a beautiful moment. Lord knows I am the creator of my own stress. Like, I mean, always have been. Uh, we create our own stress. I mean, any stress that we've experienced over the deadline for the accreditation updates that we're doing, we created that deadline for us. I mean, the real one's way off in the future, truthfully, but we're like, we're going to get it done in two weeks. And then we stress it. And it's totally self-induced. Um, and then the other flip side of the coin is my my mantra that I started saying to myself, because I used to stress about everything. Like, I was a people pleaser and I was raised in an environment um, that was just as a kid, it was a very high stress environment where um, I like, I was scared that if I didn't get straight A's, if things didn't go right, if things like the whole world was going to come crashing down, like my, everything was going to fall out from under me. And I've had moments in my life where I felt like, holy crap, everything's going to fall out from under me and it could at any moment. And that that's like the big difference between like stress broke and not stress broke is if I feel like, okay, wait, no, everything, okay, things are okay. I'm fine. I don't need to strive. I know when I'm, I've been in situations where I should have been freaking stressed. This is not one of those situations. Um, and because I used to get stressed about hosting trivia and that's trivia. It's trivia. I can't, can't get stressed about something called trivia. It's not possible. Uh, <laughs> um, and, and so I developed a mantra, which is typically, you know, no, nothing's on fire. Uh, nobody's lives are at stake. I am okay. Stress will just make me fatter. 
and older. <laughs> like, let go. <laughs> Everything is okay. <laughs> I think that brings up an interesting point. Something I want to ask you guys. How do you guys manage stress? Um, since we do mention that it is inevitable, inevitable, I would have to assume we've all dealt with it. Um, meaning we've all also gone away from dealing with it. How do you guys typically handle that? I throw things. <laughs> um, I, I don't throw things. But I will need to be alone. I'll have to manage and take care of whatever the business part of the needs to be done. And then, you know, that introvert part of me needs to go back and be quiet, sit, um, drink my coffee, have my water, whatever it is that's just going to be calm and quiet and just refuel. Meditation, yeah, meditation, definitely. All of that plays a part in um, getting back to neutral or center or not in that aroused state um, that we would term someone who is in stress it can be aroused mm -hmm. what's funny is i can get retreat when i'm stressed like i can be somebody but then i also am somebody who very much wants to call on other people when i'm stressed like i want to speak to people i want to talk it through i want to create a plan i want to um sort of address whatever it is that's stressing me out and then figure out how to manage it and then have a plan to move forward like i'm such like a but i that's a control freak thing too like i've had to learn to let go of my need to manage fix communicate the thing you know like in, in certain situations i've had to learn that that's not always what's going to happen for me like my so i've had to come up with other tools and ways to deal with that like meditation and and then you know talking to other people that aren't like you know what i mean uh that are outside of the situation or um just letting go sometimes just letting go of it and just going this is not my thing to stress about like this is not i don't need to be stressing about this right now and just releasing i guess yeah i i'm with you i in the sense of i'd like to be doing i'm doing something uh if for example i'm 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 thinking of an incident I was around someone who was really stressed out and they didn't know what to do and make choices. And they go, you got to make these choices. I'm like, okay, I don't know the, the choices that I'm going to make might be wrong. They didn't care. I'm like, okay, no problem. And then I could, like Jen was talking about her wedding, making these quick choices. As long as I knew that I could make these choices and it wasn't going to come bite me later, I could do it. No problem. And they all pretty much panned out to be fine. For the most part, those quick decisions sometimes can be really uncomfortable in other incidents if it's my stuff, which is what Jen was talking about. It was her stuff, her wedding stuff, and she had to make these quick choices for herself. But for others, that, that power struggle wasn't there. As you're sharing, something's coming forward to me, um, and it's the, the concept of like, this decision-making concept keeps coming up, like having to make choices, decisions, something that we do with our clients a lot, right? But it's interesting. I think that, that there's an element that comes sort of prior to all of that. And the, the, the element that comes sort of prior to all that is this thought of like fear and confidence are coming up for me in this. Like, 
I'm scared to make this decision. Um, I'm not confident to make this decision. I'm not confident uh, to do the X, Y, or Z. And that's causing me stress because I don't know which way to manage, which is ding, check in coach moment, right? <laughs> like, um, uh, it's, it's essentially what we do. So I think Anthony, you kind of got it right on the nose there when you said clients don't come into us without that, without stress, right? They absolutely do because they're, that's what we do as coaches, I think, is we help them become confident in what their next steps are, what they need to do and, and sort of go, oh, wow, I'm not stressed about this anymore. I know what to do. I know how to move that, I think also, um, as opposed to being confident in what your next step is, being confident in the outcome as well, uh, being a client, having your coach lay out your options and the end results, which sometimes you can get a little heady about. You don't even really understand what the end results potentially could be. But laying those potential results out with your client, having them understand, well, all of these results say I'm not going to die at the end of the day. So being well, confident and, well, let's hope, you know, not to say that's impossible, but I just saying with, with the coach, you know, they can really help you kind of, again, be, be confident and comfortable with some of those end results, which, again, uh, really benefits you when it comes to managing stress in a, in a client's or in a session. To that point, though, like sometimes what we're doing with our clients is working through not only the successes, but working through the possible failures, like working through that. I'm going to be okay. If it fails, wait, what, what's worse if it fails and I don't try, or if it, I don't try, or sorry, if it fails and I try, or if, if I don't try at all, like what's worse. And then you start to say, so, cause it's more than just the option of, of doing it failing, but then there's this third option of, not doing it at all and staying frozen in fear and this, you know, uh, letting the stress win essentially, um, and, and not making the changes and stuff. So you've got those options and, and sort of them being able to explore the, the possible, um, results. And, and sometimes that's enough for them to go, okay, yeah, I want to move. It's, I got to do something. Right. Um, this, this concept that I thought was really neat in this was that, um, this, this idea of, and I just want to share it, and I don't know how it plays into coaching, so I'm just going to share this, something that was, and then you guys give your thoughts. In the that one documentary, how they did share, express that study, that, like, you are, they did a study over eight years of people um, who were experienced stress, high levels of stress, people who experienced low levels of stress, um, but then there was this defining characteristic where they, the people who were experiencing high levels of stress were divided into two groups, um, and the groups were ones that thought stress was really bad for you and ones that accepted the stress as part of life and, and didn't think of it as this really detrimental part of their lives. And what they found was 46% of people who believed stress was bad for them uh, were more, they were 46 times more likely to experience death, essentially, to have detrimental health effects that, that would result in, in essentially eventual death. Um, and, and that the ones who had the same levels of stress, but believed it was not detrimental to you, in fact, were the healthiest of all of them and experienced the least um, uh, possibility of having negative health effects as a result of, of stress, because they literally just believed uh, that stress wasn't a big deal and it wasn't gonna affect their bodies. It wasn't gonna affect their physical health. It wasn't gonna affect 
um, all of these these things that we're told by doctors that will happen because of stress, they just didn't believe that they accepted it as a part of life. And and the belief that stress wasn't going to be harmful was enough for it not to be harmful, which is, I mean, mind blowing to me. Um, and and yeah. so I think it's yeah. very cool. Yeah. And that sort of brings in this concept of mindset and stress. And so what does that mean to you guys? I buy into it. I totally buy into what, I think her name was Kelly. Wasn't it Kelly? But I can't say her last name. McGonagall, something like that. Anyway, I, yeah, I totally buy into that. I, I And I haven't researched her, but to me, it makes a whole lot of sense when I look at other people who let that stress negatively impact them often their their health isn't what it should be i'm not saying i'm perfect by any means but i think i'm pretty healthy i don't think i let stress affect me too long of course i have my my moments i stomp around but then they're done they're done they're gone they're in another phase of things and i move on so the ability to use it like all of us here, I think, because we are all coaches, <clears throat> we have learned, I even think, even just from being here, learned how to adapt and really use it to our advantage, especially with coaching one another like we do. We help, I think, find the neutral ground in it so that a potential change of connection to whatever it is that we're stressed about. So in that space, on that note, one of the things that she had mentioned was um, that uh, she, what's interesting is about the people who they, they do, it's, it's, I can't remember the exact name of it, but it's a stress test essentially that they put people through the hoop with where they'll take a person, they'll put them in a room in front of a bunch of other people. Let's tell them they have to talk for 30 minutes about their life uh, and, and, and um, they're gonna be judged by this panel of experts that's been trained to give them negative like um, body language feedback, yeah. like crossing yeah. their arms and looking pissed off, like uh, while they're doing this, uh, explaining about themselves. And then right after that, they're asked to give a math test. <laughs> math te take the math test. They are essentially berated by the person that is giving the math test. Um, and so like, they'll be like, okay, count going backwards from 97, counting in intervals of nine, um, go now. And then as they're going, they'll go, okay, so, 97 oh my gosh my cat's got my front door open by the way 97 <laughs> um and then they'll go you know eight, eight, yeah, they're crazy. they'll count counting backwards of nine so in 97 76 65 but then somebody will mess up and they'll go you just screwed up we have to start over and they like berate them and like in front of other people and then um they they these people, of course, are experiencing tremendous amounts of stress. Uh, but then they would do the same tests with somebody who has been prompted beforehand that, hey, guys, stress is good for you. Like when you're sweating, when you're getting nervous, when you're these are all responses that your body is. And what they find is that, that the people who have been prepped, while their hearts might pound fast, their blood vessels don't constrict. Um, and what does that mean is that, that they're experiencing the same physiological um, uh, physiological responses as joy, as extreme elation, the same thing happens. Our hearts might pound, we get really excited, but our, our blood vessels aren't constricting. And so they 
with that mentality of stress, they completely change the phys physiological effects of stress on them. And then also with that, it releases oxytocin, uh, which is, you know, the love drug, uh, <laughs> so, uh, which is a, a big part of, of the reason our body responds in that way when we're stressed release of oxytocin when we're around other people is that it makes us want to connect with people right it makes us want to reach out and get that more oxytocin but we have to have the stress first for us to like reach out to people and get that oxytocin response that sort of uh hormone because oxytocin is a stress hormone mm -hmm. so i thought that was such a cool like oh my god stress is inevitable but you can reframe the way you think about stress um how do we do that for all of our clients? I have to go get my cats. I'll be right back. <laughs> as, you were, as you were talking about that, before we get into all of, all of our clients, I was thinking of in something when I was in college, the math class, which is is what we're talking about math. I would get stressed out about math. I used to think I was terrible at math. And then all of a sudden, math became this calming thing because then what I learned to do was to create a team for us to learn and, and bounce ideas off of each other. So that what used to be, had been a stressor and I can't do became a positive stress where it created that connection, which Brooke was talking about, created that connection where, you know, we create teams and friends. I got even the, the professor to come down to one of our, couple of our meetings, we were uh, meeting at Barnes and Nobles, you know, upstairs and the, they used to have chairs and things. Anyway, so that that's kind of was a fun thing where uh, it worked to our advantage to stress and then learn how to create teamwork. And that changed. So with our clients, when we're thinking about what's going to activate their caring um, hormone, oxytocin, you know, that's going to be different for each person. When have you guys interacted with your client and you saw that just that pure interaction with you, they got in that calm state? Jen, you were mentioning that a few moments ago. Speak more into that. What was that like? What did you what did you do? I basically just questioned in a way where it, it allowed them to exposed cracks in their own thinking and when those cracks became exposed they realized that there were more options available to them that there were more possibilities in the way they were choosing to think about something and then also recognizing that they were choosing to think it wasn't just automatic that they have a choice um, to continue carrying that thought that was causing them to feel some way and, and stress they want to, to reframe that thought okay, that allow them to feel lighter in their body in the session. I think that, to me, that creates hope. Go ahead, bro. I think that um, Anthony and I um, um, deal with stress uh, um, when we do our lunch and learns. The folks who are there, we're talking marketing with them, and they're usually very stressed, very stressed about what their next yeah, step. Yeah, I, I can think of a recent uh, yeah. example. And they're all up in here, and they're, you know, and and our goal in those sessions is always to ask, just 
ask them questions, whittle them down to that, to that point that they realize, um, I mean, and this is not necessarily coaching, but this is this intention of realizing that they have all these answers. It's within their ideal client, that micro niche. And, and if they keep make it that simple, you know, it's that simple. Um, and it, uh, I think that they walk, you, you can see the physical change in them when that clicks in them, when that clicks, when they're, they will stop racing with, well, I could do this, I could do this, and I could do that, and I could do this, and I could do, but once we get them that down that narrow path, they're like, no, wait, this is what I'm supposed, this is what I'm, no, this is what I'm doing, and I know my next step, and it goes from this very sort of like, to like a calm state where they're like, oh, I get it, I get what my next steps are, I, and it's just, it's like a click, it's like a, and it's um, always really, really cool to see those moments when they move from that headspace to that emotional space, and that, that, and it's always, it is always kind of when we get them into that, where they're thinking like, okay, this is my ideal client. This is what they're experiencing. I know this, I know how to do this. I know how to help this person. And they find that confidence um, and they stop, the stress stops, I think, um, to a huge degree. Um, Anthony? Yeah, I, I was thinking more so in terms of coaching, less of the lunch and learn, but uh, I've seen it happen when those aha moments come. Not that I, I don't try to fish for those aha moments. I decidedly try to let that go. A lot of coaches are like, I need to get that aha moment. But there's been times where the client has generated their own aha moment in the questioning. And then, you know, they're, I'll let people talk for like 20 minutes sometimes. Um, I've been good with not, with keeping the silence. That's something I had to work on. But sometimes I'll let people talk for a very long time. And then they'll stop talking and they're like, huh. And then they'll like sort of think some more and the talking will slow down and the conversation will kind of slow down. And then there's that clarity moment there where like the stress seems to have just sort of melted away and they're good on making one decision or they've come to some sort of, um, I can't think of the word, some sort of enlightenment on what they should be either feeling or doing about the situation. And I've just been quiet for the past 20 minutes or so. Um, so sometimes clients will just arrive to it and they just need to get that internal energy out of their system where the stress seems to melt away. Um, and they sort of, so I don't know. My takeaway from that is to create moments where you can just, let the client talk and do the work for you <laughs> because that's sometimes what they need is to just get that out of them. I think they, they yeah. always do the work for you, right? Like <laughs> That's the goal. <laughs> um, Jerome, you've been quiet. I'm checking in with you. <laughs> We're speaking about just that realization of a moment, right? When your client has alleviated stress, right? How that kind of is, is presenting itself. Is that, yeah, and what that's like, what that is like, what that what that experience is. Or well, I think to definitely agreeing with with Anthony, there's a lot of. I think it's stressful sometimes just to come in prior to a session, um, trying to figure out exactly what you want to speak about. Um, at least in my experience with with the client, sometimes even after a couple sessions, they'll come in with multiple things that they want to work on, and um, I think it's important to kind of ask them again, kind of like letting Anthony or uh, speaking into what Anthony said, let them kind of speak out loud all their thoughts and let it kind of be laid out on a table for them to actually understand exactly what it is that they want to proceed with. Um, 
because again, it can be very, I think, nerve wracking to kind of come into some or to come and speak to someone else about some potential issues that you might be dealing with. Um, and I think, again, being able to let that all just kind of be spilt out, uh, laid out on a table and to kind of decipher truly, really how stressful something really is. I think that's a it's a really I think a great exercise for determining how stressful something really is, is to say it out loud, is to speak it out loud, to get it out of your head. Um, it's something that I feel like is for a coach is really one of the biggest um, you know, blessings that you can be as a coach is to just be there to go ahead and allow them to speak it out loud. Because I feel like for a lot of us, we don't have that opportunity to. We don't want to bother those who are around us with, you know, all these thoughts that are kind of confusing us or scary to us. Um, so being able to be in an environment, go ahead and put them all out on a table and the coach sitting back, allowing that to happen, um, I think is, is huge and greatly beneficial to not just, you know, your clients, but I think for, for anybody, if you can, you know, be that person for somebody. To tap into like the, that, I mean, absolutely. That is, that is the magic of coaching. Um, as far as I'm concerned is the, that safe space where I can just it out. And, um, then not only that, but like, it's. I'm not going to be told what to do. I'm not going to be given advice. I'm not going to be judged for the path that I take. I'm, which is what you get everywhere else out there, pretty much. Like somebody, if you're sharing, they're going to give you offer solutions. They're going to, and so like you're, you have to be careful who you bring what up with and who you, you know what I mean? Because you're like, crap, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole with that person. And I don't want to, you know what I mean? Um, and yep. so you end up packing all this stuff inside and then you come to this very space, safe space where you can just, put it all out there <laughs> um, and you're not going to get told um, and you're allowed to explore sort of what you want. Um, it's so freeing. What was interesting too, that it was sort of coming to, to I'm going to ask a question here. Can we be stressed about the past? Yes, totally. How? Yes. Have you ever said something to someone and Could then, that night, that night, you're kind of going to sleep and you're like, why did I say that to that person? But that's already, but that's already, what are you really stressed about? What are you really stressed about? Are you stressed about what you I think you're stressed about how that interaction. What their, the effects of that interaction in the future. I want to say you're stressed about how that interaction is going to impact the future. Yes. But I think you're stressed about the past because that happened in the past. You can't change it. It happened. I guess you can change it moving forward which is something yes we're speaking i'm talking about a client right now though um me personally i i'll i'll have stressed about something that's happened in the past typically something i've said to someone in the past there's a funny connection here i think that i'm sort of uh, tapping into is this like if we, if we really look at it we can't change the past the past has happened right so and whatever's happened happened whatever people didn't it, it's it is happened but what we stress about is Fear of the unknown, the, the, what, how is somebody going to react? How is this going to affect my life? How is this going to affect our relationship? How is this, all of these things are future forward. Well, we as coaches treat future forward. That's what we do. Not, we don't treat, but we deal with like future forward. So it seems to me that coaches are like a fantastic solution for stress. <laughs> it can be in the moment too, even though it may have happened last night, right? I can be stressed about it because I have a tendency to ruminate and think, overthink of what occurred. That can be stressful too. 
and it's stressful in the moment. And the thought pattern continuing would go on down to what you're discussing about. So I think here it can cause me stress now and in the future. Could it have caused me stress in the moment? Like past moment? It could have. But probably not to the extent that I'm feeling it now. If I'm still in that state, I'm feeling it more now than I did in that moment. I'm guessing. So ruminating, but ultimately, um, you can be stressing about what has happened, but you can affect no change on that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, True. So, which is why I was like, coach is a fantastic solution because ultimately, if you want, either, to, yeah, and if you want to leave stress, you got to be working in this forward path, right? <laughs> Brooke, you reminded me of the uh, comedian you showed me, who's like, God, I wish I could, I like, was able to like had repressed memories it's like <laughs> it's like you're driving on a road and these billboards of horrible things keep showing up reminding you of what you did like i don't know if it's stressing about the past really it can be about the future but sometimes it's just like a billboard that just reminds you of just like there's <laughs> this horrible thing and then you get stressed about it can you be embarrassed i wouldn't say embarrassment can cause stress oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah definitely Absolutely. I have plenty of moments where I, it's like as soon as my head hits the pillow and I'm ready to go to sleep tonight, I remember all the embarrassing things that I've ever done in my life and that you've you know, never done? That I've never done. Oh, ever done. <laughs> That's See, when it's like, okay, now when you have a moment of silence, let's just have all these billboards, you know, flash before you. Yeah. And that might cause stress. Um, I'm yeah. so glad it's really hard to embarrass me. Like I saw, <laughs> my dad broke my my embarrassment button at a young age. <laughs> um, I mean, I did too. I, I went through therapy. Mind you, I went through therapy at fourteen for like all of these things, and I, and it was I did that for for five years of me basically building self esteem and building lack of caring what other people thought about me. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say. Drunk. Think about exactly kind of what Anthony was saying. Those billboards is what I mean when it comes to stressing about the past. Like there'll be instances where there are people that I'll probably never even see again in my life uh, where I maybe, you know, just for an example, I tripped over, you know, a rock, not saying this actually happened, but an example, I tripped over a rock in front of my fifth grade crush or something like that. And I think about it and I'm like, that's super embarrassing and like just stressing about it in that moment. And not she was looking to change it or anything like that. But she would have thought it was adorable. <laughs> she remembers that to this day and she thinks about it every day and she hates you for it. See, that, that's where it comes in. Anthony knows what I'm That'd talking about. That'd be a good about. onion article, <laughs> I think. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Everybody does remember every embarrassing thing you've ever done and we're still mad at you. It would have to be like a specific person, like it would be like <laughs> There's a there's a funny article in there somewhere, but um so when we talk about stress and we talk about this uh sort of mindset and reframing it and we talk about our clients coming in and dealing with stress and and um, being there as a solution for them, uh, but we're not the solution. They're the solution, of course, mm -hmm. but you know, the solution for them to sort of get through that is coaching. Um, uh, 
is there a fear of uh well what happens if our what happens if our clients aren't stressed anymore <laughs> what do we do then what goes on in the session you gotta find new stressed clients <laughs> on to the next client you, you let them go you if they're not stressed and there's nothing they really want to work on um as far as coaching goes it's okay have a good life i'll wait until you're stressed again or <laughs> find new clients who are stressed um that i can work with so, so tell me how you do not because we spoke to jerome a few moments ago about how he can be that empath and take on other people's when they're upset how do we not do that especially when we're in that coaching moment how do we not take on stress other people's stress it's not your job does it have to be specific to other people's um or does it can it just be like how i'm curious i think did you mean in like the coaching seat and your yeah. client yeah. Stress? The, the empath part where a lot of the times many of us coaches we consider ourselves that empath how do you not take on your clients i energy? I, how I i've dealt with it is you're doing a job as a coach and you've got to realize that's not part of your job you've got to be as much um, as a person as you are professional when you are being a coach. So I think um, understanding that that's not part of your job, you shouldn't be feeling um, your client's emotions as you would maybe outside of a, a coaching session, as you would typically outside of a coaching session. I find it tremendously relieving that I don't have to. Like I, that is like, like it's one of the things that I love about coaching because I've done consulting, I have done um, branding. I've done all these things and the level of stress when that responsibility is on my shoulders. Like it's my, essentially I built as a consultant, you're accepting period. You are accepting liability to some degree. And people are saying because of your expertise, they, it, within it lies the success and failure, failure of their businesses. And there's a tremendous amount of stress that comes with that. When a coaching client comes in, I don't have to stress about any of it. It's like, nah, this is like a, this is a heaven on earth. This is a, be a beach uh, with the sun. I get to sit back, I get to listen, and I get to be curious. And I don't have to take on the, the what happens outside of the session. And oh, it's like a gift, it's like heaven. That's, that is the, the best way for me not to be stressed right there. Don't worry, Carol, <laughs> we are not referring to you. <laughs> Uh, it, just, it's, it is. It's a tremendous relief to not have that stress. I've, I have spoken to many um, people becoming uh, therapists or some sort of psychologist or something in that nature uh, as they were in school. Different ones told me this uh, interesting that it was different people that their professor said, if you can't talk about taking on your patients uh sadness or what's going on for them and all of that energy i'm calling it energy you replace with it what you will you're not going to survive this and even with coaching while we're not doing typically the work of a therapist there still can be some really um, heavy stuff but even the light stuff fun stuff that's not ours to take on either and that doesn't mean though that we're not uh we don't want our clients to be successful ultimately oh, okay. we want that. Okay. what we're not doing is 
making their success and failure our responsibility and their emotions, what their life and what they're going through is not our lives and what we're going through. You gotta, we, we leave that there. We close that door and then we walk away. Yeah. Um, Tell your story, Jen. Jen. So I um, identify as an empath. I'll just put that out there. And in the level two class, I realized that I was potentially going to be changed by sitting in the coach's seat. And someone cries in front of me, I usually cry. And I asked Dan in class, I said, what do you say to someone who says that, that you know, they typically take on the emotion of the person in front of them? And he asked me a question that, boom, like exploded my mind, changed everything. And from the moment, I have had no issue. He's, he asked me, who else I was holding space for. And when I realized that I was not only holding space with the client, but I was holding space for myself as a coach, it was like, it clicked. That is who I am in this chair when I'm working with someone. I get to hold space for myself as I don't have to be that empathic who takes on their feelings. I get to be open. Like you said, Brooke, it is heaven on earth. As an empath, knowing that I get to just be, it's like, ugh, it's so wonderful. It's a gift. So, it's yeah, a definition. That, that yeah, that moment. And Dan coached me in front of the whole class. And I was like so worried that I was going to start crying in front of the class. And I was like it took me a minute to come to the answer and when i got to the answer it was just like oh that's, that's it we're done got it let's go <laughs> it's, it's the definition of who you are and your space and your journey and what's yours and it's the definition of their space their journey and what's theirs and and i the term is witness i get to witness what they what they go through i Share. I, I love that share. I love that share. I love that that uh, I could I could experience within you the um, excitement and, and relate to it. The excitement of the freedom of not having to take that on, of not having to take it on, and getting to be I get to be in this role, and this is who I am. And and uh, there it is. It is. There's, there's it is freeing. It's a gift. It really is a gift as a coach. It's a gift. It is a hundred percent a gift. Um, one that maybe we don't think about as much, but um, that freedom of being able to know that, that you know, I get to be close, I get to shut the door, I get to leave this here, I get to live my life, I get to, I don't have to take all this home with me, I don't have to, that it's amazing. And then the power of you to be grow through into your coach role and hold that coach face role and be like, no, I can, I can believe in yourself to coach and do that. That, that was amazing and not. Have, know that you can, right? The fact that you had that click moment and said, I can do this, hold face with myself as a coach and not take on the emotion. It hasn't been a problem since. It's amazing. Like, that's amazing. Um, badass. <laughs> um, and I have actually, it's infiltrated other areas of my life. 
where I'm realizing that I have the opportunity to not take on other people's emotions in, in all in situations. It's like, it's like, it's such an amazing gift. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, that's, I mean, I, akin to the mantra of, you know, it, let it go, right? Just, this is not my, I don't have to do this. I don't have to be stressed about this. It's my choice. You're <laughs> um, singing, let it go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is, Dan always says, what am I in control of, right? And the mm-hmm. one thing we're in control of is, is our emotions, our reactions and what we can do. Dan got me with that in one of the coaching session he had with me. Um, <laughs> came down ultimately to me coming to the mantra of control what you can control and um, it's, it's so simple we hear it all the time but it's so powerful to I think really speak it out loud and actually embody it because we stress about so much when it comes to just our daily lives to the point where you really forget to ask yourself that question can like you know what of all this that you're stressing about in this moment can you can control and if the answer is a few of these things go ahead and i think take care of them if you can if you can't again i think stress can be a killer so there's no really no point stressing about it if you can't do anything about it in that moment simplify right let it go and simplify do what you can worry about what you have control over what you can the power you can affect what you can do and then everything outside of that Um, which also I will say meditation has been something that helps me tremendously in this space Um, drawing, writing, turning to people, talking, all of these good things Um, we're done, our time is up somebody besides me sign off (laughs) and Fry is no longer stressed, he's happy now oh look at that keep trying to Yay! <laughs> screaming now. Okay, that was our live on stress. Thank you all for watching in Facebook land and YouTube land and whatever else lands. Thank you, Meg and Michelle and Carol for interacting with us. Uh, be sure to like, subscribe, comment, share, take our classes, level one, level two. They are not stressful classes. Um, they're very stress-freeing classes. And be sure to check back in with us next Tuesday for our next live. Uh, do we know what the topic is? No idea. We'll find we'll, out. We'll let you know. I think it's right. we're in flex. We might be doing um, something. I have to check dates. We don't know. We'll see. We'll let you know. Regardless, we will see you guys next week. Same time. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning into today's episode. Once again, this is brought to you by Certified Life Coach Institute. We're an ICF accredited school who certifies our life coaches in three-day online intensive courses. In addition to other podcast episodes, feel free to check us out every Tuesday at 4 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time on YouTube or Facebook for our CLCI Lives, where we get together and discuss various topics that are centered around sharpening your skills so you can become a better certified life coach. For more information, feel free to visit us at certifiedlifecoachinstitute.com. Until next time, be well.